Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. We desire to minister to you tonight. We declare that you are good. I just had this revelation in the last couple days that the cross was was the ultimate statement of faith in the goodness of the Father by the Son. He trusted the Father enough to know that he was good, that he would go through that. So meditate on that as we worship. This is what can happen when we're in one accord. plan is in limbo right now. <laughs> it's somewhere else. <clears throat> so that last song, um, the reason that John Thurlow wrote the song. The reason he was saying he he saw seven lamps of fire burning uh, was because he was going through the holy place into the most holy place. <laughs> the first time I've done this. <laughs> ah. hmm. You know, there, there are no limits for us on, on God's side. And I, I say that to every one of us. Brian, there's there's no limit for you on God's side. Lou, there's no limit for you on God's side. Tim, there's no limit for you on God's side. Garrett, there's no limit for you on God's side. 
our only limits are the ones that we allow to remain within us. Bats in the cave? <laughs> Why don't you go see Grammy? Okay. <clears throat> uh, I'm just going to be real honest and vulnerable tonight. Uh, a defining prophecy for my life that many of you have, have heard, um, one that I received at the Fort Collins Vineyard back in 99 about the harvest. Well, the very beginning of that prophecy, I, I had misread or misinterpreted until just this year when I showed it to Mark Crawford. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> And, and yeah, what what the Lord was saying was what I just shared. You know, I, I had thought there were boundaries, limits that that God had placed sort of for me. I, I can I could do this but probably not that. Or or this but maybe not that. And and God was saying no. The, the only limits are you. <laughs> You're the limit. And <clears throat> so to come to that understanding now is, is important. And I, we all need that revelation. The, the limits before us are not from God. Every one of us is as close to God at this moment as we choose to be. And that that is sometimes a painful revelation, uh, but it's an invitation is is what that is. That if if you're not where you want to be with God, then he's saying, okay, then what is it that, that has to change? Uh, <laughs> and and that's, that's kind of where we are. As, uh, there's this verse in John 16 that, that we all really need to grab a hold of. I'm glad it's not mine tonight. <laughs> so John 16. I'll start in verse 12. And Jesus is speaking to his disciples 
this is the the middle of of a very key discourse his his really last words to to the disciples he said i still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now which is what what he's really saying is you you're not ready to hear them right now uh in a few days you will be but they weren't ready but he said when the spirit of truth comes when holy spirit comes he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you all that the father has is mine therefore i said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you now what i really want us to get here is that when the holy spirit comes he will guide us into all the truth in other words he he is the key to removing the limitations that are in us because the limitations that are in us are things that are not true that we hold on to as if they were true not allowing the life of god and the truth of god to flow into us in those areas so if if we are to go on with god and that is what god wants i mean god god wants us to keep going he 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 wants those limits that are in us to be removed and and this this is exactly what jesus is saying in this part of the discourse when he's telling the disciples it's it's better for you that i go because if i go i'm going to send holy spirit to you and he will guide you into all the truth and and so we need to develop that relationship with holy spirit we we got to get on a first name basis like the the guy from the philippines said <laughs> in uh was that the finger of god that we watched or father of lights i can't remember which one it was just recently <clears throat> So do we really believe the things that God has said? I I believe we're coming to believe <laughs> things that God has said. You know, we we've been in a season where 
a lot of the things that God has said have been strongly challenged. Uh, the the prophetic vision for for where God wants to take us, or where God has said He's He's going to take us, and it's it's been really encouraging to me to receive. I think three words in in the last year that have had something to the effect of and there's nothing the enemy can do to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> and and that that we've got to hold on to. Because there, there is a vision for the harvest, for outpouring of the Holy Spirit that, that God has over us. And he's not forgotten, he's not changed his mind. He's, he's saying, come on, <laughs> do you still believe me? I, I'm saying yes. <laughs> I, I still believe. I think there have probably been some times when I've wavered a little bit over the last year and a half. but I, I'm not wavering now. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying yes. So even when we see a truth like John 16, 13, and the Holy Spirit will lead you into all the truth, what will you do with that? I'm not in all the truth yet. None of us are. Will will we take that as an invitation, a challenge, a promise? I I pray we do. Because that's what we need to do. With it. we need to say God, you said <laughs> this, <laughs> and you're faithful. You're committed. You you love me more than I even believe that you love me. And you're more committed to to me getting there, to all the truth, than I am. So. Do do what you got to do to get me further into the truth than than where I am right now. Can can we just pray that as a point of agreement together?
God, I believe. that you've provided your Holy Spirit to lead me into all the truth. So I say yes. Keep me moving <laughs> into more truth and more truth and more power and more anointing, more gifting, for the glory of Jesus. Amen. That's good. Hmm. Thanks for giving this back to me. This is a wonderful book, The Spiritual Guide by Michael Molinos. It, it came so close to bringing revival and uh, reformation to the Catholic Church that in a papal decree of 1687, they decided they would excommunicate anyone found with a copy of this book. And at that time, there were about 20,000 cell groups in Italy <laughs> going through this book, <laughs> laying hold of a reality in God that that most weren't. And I, I like to use these as devotionals because you, you can really only grab a hold of about a couple pages at a time of some of these books that were written back by the mystics. And he says, here is something for you to consider. And, and this, this is truth. Divine blessing does not rest in your five senses. See, our, our five senses were created to be our interface with, with the natural world, the natural realm. And our, our spirit was created to be the seat of our being. And our soul was created to be the interface between the senses and the spiritual. But what, what has happened is the soul has become the seat of our self-consciousness where the spirit is the seat of our God consciousness. And most of us in 21st century Earth uh, live with a soul that is 
so um, stimulated that we have a hard time even getting to our spirit. So, so grab a hold of this. Divine blessing does not rest in your five senses. Where then does divine blessing rest? The answer is somewhere deep within you. Therefore, come to him, silent, believing, even suffering, with patience, with confidence, press on. Rest in him and be guided by his hand. This is better than all the goods in the world. Hmm. To truly have interface with the Holy Spirit is is better than anything the world can offer. So my challenge for this week, for this <laughs> month, this year, is engage the Holy Spirit. I, I was, I, I had intended to challenge all of us as, as we began worship to engage the Holy Spirit. I, I think that just about universally happened tonight. So that that is good. Hmm. So God really just wants us to be real with Him because there is. Uh, <clears throat> There's no other way to draw near to him. Uh, if if we try anything else, <laughs> we're not going to make it out of the outer court. But if we are real with him. Then, then we can begin to enter in. Hmm. Aren't you thankful that that we have a new future because of Christ, and that we're in the process of becoming the people that God really intended? to be on the earth. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> hmm. So, as we were worshiping tonight, did the Lord 
give anyone something that they want to share? It's okay if he didn't, but I, I know he was doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Bubba. <laughs> okay, come here. Mm. better if we come to him as a child full of joy that we have the opportunity <laughs> isn't that right <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> hmm Well, does anybody else have anything to share? Because I'm, I'm feeling like I'm done. Mm hmm Brian? <laughs> Come on, Brian. <laughs> well, when I was worshiping, the Lord told me to tell everybody where the whether they're in good situation or bad situation, just praise and worship Him because He will answer the prayers. Even if, um, don't complain about the person that's, you know, giving you problems. He said, pray and bless those people because you'll slowly, you'll see the, him, see that situation change. But you need just to pray and worship Him and don't complain about anything because if you keep complaining, then the Lord can't use you in that situation. He used every situation to, to, for His glory, not ours, but His. Just keep praying and worshiping the Lord in that situation or all problems you come across. Because complaining won't change anything, but worshiping and praising Him and praying to Him will change it. But don't complain at all. Just <laughs> seek the Lord with all your heart. And the Lord said, the Word didn't tell you it's going to be easy to you know, receive Him, but... Just trust him and be faithful to what he has for all of us, not only for you. Amen. Thanks, Brian. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, <clears throat> in the 40-day tag team fast, there's only one day left. It's the last day. I 
think it's a Thursday. Might be a Wednesday. So if you haven't signed up for a day or maybe if you only signed up for one, go for it. <laughs> If you if you talk loud if you talk loud. That's good. <laughs> Any more? We like God stories. I just wanted to share a really cool God story that happened this week. It uh, didn't start off very well. <laughs> a little background, first of all. Um, Bob Gableman is a friend of ours whom we've known for, what, 20 years? Um, we attended Resurrection Fellowship in Loveland together. He was a leader of a small group uh, that Bev and I were overseeing at the time. Bob was a man who would often go out on the streets in Longmont and I understood from reading the story this week that he did it when they were in Denver, too. But he would go out in the streets and evangelize people. He'd carry scripture card, or carry cards with him of uh, Spanish. So because he wasn't at that time fluent in Spanish, he relied on those to communicate with people that spoke Spanish. But anyway, he would go out and evangelize people on the streets, and it would be cold out there. And he'd come back the next morning, he'd be kind of, you know, your face gets real red and you're kind of windburned or something like that. So on Sunday mornings, he'd be out there making breakfast burritos for his family and all this. So anyway, just, just a little bit of background about him. Um, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, he decided to, well, they, he and his wife and his children went to Laredo, Texas and began working with a group called... Um, Yes, thank you. Victorious Christian Harvesters. Um, they're a group that has a vision of a one million Bibles for one million souls, and they've nearly reached that over the last 20 years, partially due to what Bob has done with them, but 
there have been teams from all over the country that have come and helped them reach out in Mexico and Cuba and uh, I think some of the Central American countries. Now, to the story this week. Bob was having some pretty intense pain, which he thought was from an old rib injury, but it was so bad he decided he'd go to the emergency room. Well, he gets there, and <clears throat> they give him a pain medication, and he had a reaction to it, and he actually had a cardiac arrest. Um, so the doctors work on him for about 20 minutes and do an emergency angioplasty on him. Um, so after that, he was unconscious for some time, and his family was kind of freaking out and... You know, it was pretty serious business. Because um, I think this time of unconsciousness lasted for a day or more. Um, but at any rate, I got another update just yesterday that God has... Well, oh, first of all, the doctors were surprised that he made it, that he lived. <laughs> but um, they have moved him now out of ICU. And he was able to. He was able to call his kids. You know, they're all, they're all adults now, but um, they're living in other parts of the country. But um, he's able to call his kids and say, you know, I'm okay. I'm going to make it. <laughs> so they were going to check today and see um, how much damage there had been as far as his mobility and uh, nerve damage and that kind of thing. But. Um, I've been praying for his healing. I'd encourage you to, to join with me. And this is a mighty man of God. You know, they, they also minister healing and deliverance. Um, so they're, it's a good team. Can I just lead us in prayer for Bob? Father, I thank you that you are the author of life. And you can sustain and give life. So, Father, we thank you that Bob made it. God, we thank you for the miraculous healing already in his brain. And God, we ask that there would not be any nerve damage. We ask that there would not be any problems with mobility. We ask for complete healing, that you'd restore him to full health. Father, we thank you for the ministry that he has in Latin America. God, we just thank you that you're using Bob and Kathleen and the family. Father, we ask that, that this healing would take place, and God, also that you'd meet all their financial needs. All $50,000 that they anticipate they might need, God, we just ask you to meet that. That's just a drop in the bucket for you. So we ask you to meet that need in Jesus' name. Amen. Is Charlie still here? Back there? <clears throat> so we had a healing at our small group last Sunday night. And it was Charlie. Uh, <clears throat> his neck was hurting so bad that his skin was numb. And, I mean, he's he's had a lot of surgeries and a lot of issues for a lot of years so I don't know 
the extent of this healing. I'm hoping that it's more than we even think. <laughs> that some of the metal is even gone. Maybe all of it. But I saw him Monday morning, and he said something like, I don't know what you guys did when you prayed for me last night, but my neck and my shoulder is amazing. Yeah, pain was completely gone. <laughs> All the numbness was gone. And uh, so we just praised the Lord. He He knows it wasn't us. <laughs> it was the Lord. So uh, <clears throat> everybody read their email this week. Because <laughs> we're... We're not going to do small groups in August. Instead, we're, we're asking people to continue relationship building within the body and uh, take the initiative and invite somebody over who you don't know very well. And uh, one of these times when we meet, we're going to watch a... A video about vulnerability that is really good. We were going to do that tonight, but it just uh, wasn't the night for it. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what's next Thursday? <laughs> uh, next Friday... Franklin Graham is going to be here in Cheyenne from noon to one uh, on the lawn of the Supreme Court building. And I encourage everyone to come to that and stand together as the people of God and pray together for God to move in our country. And then uh, the conference in LaBarge is going to be Saturday and Sunday. So because so many of us are going to be gone Friday and Saturday and Sunday, we're going to meet next Thursday. So next Thursday night will be our normal Friday meeting. And then we only have a couple more Fridays. And September 11th, <laughs> we're, we're starting back on Sunday mornings. So you can get that in your calendar. Lots of <laughs> changes and transitions happening in the next few weeks. So uh, anyway, just uh, let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for meeting us tonight. We love your presence. We declare we're a people of your presence. And we are becoming more sensitive to and more uh, present to your presence. And we will be releasers of your presence in this city. So, Lord, we ask for your blessing, your favor to be upon Franklin Graham and his meeting here next week. Lord, bring the church in Wyoming together to make a statement and to glorify you. We pray your name would be lifted up.
In Jesus' name, amen. And if you would like to volunteer uh, next Friday, uh, see me, because we, we probably still need some more volunteers for the Franklin Graham thing. So be blessed. There's a lot of different things, uh, but it'll only be, there will be a meeting for the volunteers, I think, at 10 in the morning, and it's going to be at Family Harvest Church that's right there downtown. And then we'll walk over to the event just a couple blocks away. So, yeah, lots of different things. There's security, there's, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow from at 10, there's a prayer walk at the Supreme Court building. And then from 11 to 12, we're going to be reading State Museum. That's right, because they had something going on at the Supreme Court. Uh, and then from 11 to 12, reading Scripture out loud into the atmosphere. We're going to have enough people to read the whole New Testament in an hour. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs>